from the latest happenings on the diamond. Still getting on base a lot with walks. We have not seen the power um, as much as we have, but he's having really good at bat. To all the insight and expertise on things outside the ballpark. I mean, yeah, a charcuterie board is just like, you know, peak bougie. Let's just be honest, right? Like, if you really think about the concept, like, you're just throwing some meat and cheese on a, on a plate. We only turn to one person. Batter up. It's Sophia Minute on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group's exclusive best used car selection of over 600 of your favorite cars, trucks, and SUVs. Visit any of their eight locations or shop online at ewaldauto.com. Ewald Automotive, where we make it easy. Really enjoy Sophia's walk-up music on this song, on this show. Yeah, it's good walk-up. Music. You like it, Sophia, right? Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, way to That's go, Ashley. Thanks. Just yeah, just puts everybody in a good mood, and I'm sure everybody's in a good mood in the Brewers clubhouse after they walked it off again in extra innings last night against the Dodgers. And earlier this week, Sophia, we were kind of debating about how important. This 10-game stretches for the Brewers that started on Monday where seven of those 10 games are against the Dodgers. Are they, mm-hmm. with with less than 50 games to go in the season, is that crunch on, or is it still kind of business as usual with these games against the best team in baseball? Um, to be honest, I think both are true. Um, I think everyone recognizes, like, there is still a lot to be played over the next six weeks. Um, we aren't really at that crunch point yet you know we're not quite to september we're not even um i mean as we know (laughs) historically with this team this has gone down to like the final week um so there is still a lot to be played but i do think you know like it started over the weekend right when you get into like the final head-to-head matchups against a team like the cardinals which is the team you're chasing um you know they're not going to see the padres they're chasing them in the wild card picture um you know the dodgers i think that's just that's just a test to kind of see like uh, what kind of team do you have and, and how well you have to play to beat teams like that. Um, if you're ultimately going to see them in the postseason at some point, which, which you hope for. So, um, I, I mean, I think both are true. I think it can be, it can be a big series and you can also recognize like, you know, last night was great and you you're at, you're back at it again today and tonight's not going to get any easier. So when they play a team like the Dodgers, Sophie, I mean, the Dodgers are ahead of them in, ahead of them in the power rankings. Um, everyone would probably say the Dodgers are a little better. But how big is that? Is that gap really not that big between, um, between think, the Dodgers and the Brewers? I think, I think what stands out about the Dodgers, I mean, just their record, um, but they – they're they're just so consistent, you know. I think that's that's how you put together a record like that. Is even if you have a, you know, a little slump or a little down stretch, um, you know, the really good teams are able to minimize that and not let that draw out. So, um, I, look, I think on paper um, and even what we've seen in the first two games, like the pitching is is really evenly matched. Um, you know, the Dodgers statistically have, you know, the top rotation, bullpen. I mean, it, it is like statistically they're they're at the top of a lot of categories in the pitching category, but the Brewers aren't far behind them. And and then when you look offensively, um, the Brewers have hit more home runs than them. Um, I think the Dodgers have just, they have, you know, this is what we were talking about with Craig Council. They have pl- individual players that are having better seasons 
than what the Brewers are. And obviously that leads to more consistency as the group. And that's kind of been the story for the Brewers offensively is kind of all of their individual players in the lineup are having very similar seasons of being at or a little above league average. And they don't have a player in their lineup who is having, you know, an elite spectacular offensive season. They have players that have carried the team for stretches at times. Um, but they don't have someone who has done that for the length of the entire season so far. So um, I think that's kind of where the, the, where the differences are. Talking, talking with Sophia Minert, uh, as we talk Brewers baseball, the series continues later today. Again, you can listen to the game over on WTMJ. Brad Boxberger looked real good last night. Do they think that the week off that they gave Brad is really going to help him now for the final six, seven weeks of the season? Yeah, I, I think they do. And I think Box was at a point where he, he could benefit from that. You know, he, he pitched back-to-back games in that race series on the last home, um, home stand. The team was off Thursday, and then we did not see him pitch at all in the Cardinal series. And there were some questions about why he didn't pitch on Sunday in that series finale. Um, and, and I think it was just he, he just needed a, a break. There was nothing injury-wise going on with him, obviously not on the I.L., um, but I think, you know, the heavy lifting that Devin Williams and Brad Boxberger have done this season, you know, this is a tough part of the schedule and they're going to really rely on them here moving forward. Um, you know, the, the team right now they're with the St. Louis series, they just started a stretch. They're going to play 31 games in 31 days. And so this is going to be a really trying stretch, um, for the bullpen specifically, hopefully they they're able to win a lot of those games. Um, Devin last night appeared in his 50th game, and Box is is right behind him. I think at 48, uh, 47. So, uh, yeah, these guys have carried a heavy workload. So, so Sophia, with the playoffs right around the corner in the NFL, I mean, we've all heard it in the NFL that things speed up once the playoffs once the playoffs start, which is which is a real thing. I don't know if it speeds up. But you forget about the bumps and bruises and the sore this and my fingers broken. What happens in base? Does it speed up in baseball? Does it slow down in baseball? What happens once the playoffs start? Oh yeah, once the playoffs starts, I think that is absolutely true. Um, I think you you sort of just have to get through it at this stretch. I, I do think that kind of what you're talking about of like the speeding up or maybe that kind of extra adrenaline push. I do think guys experience that in September um, as you get closer to the finish line. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully this team has a lot to play for in those last couple of stretches is, you know, they're going to face the Cardinals four more times. Um, and if, the division isn't their path. There's the extra wild card spot. So, you know, there's two ways for them to get in. Um, but winning the division is the preferred path. So, again, they're not quite at that stretch yet. I would say everyone is feeling all of those bumps and bruises at this point. Um, but in the postseason, yeah, you, you're, able to, you're able to play through um, a lot of things that you t- probably typically wouldn't do in the regular season. Um, there's a couple more off days in there. Uh, there's travel days. And, and I think you just know, right, like it's it's the postseason. This is why you do the marathon. So not quite there yet, but we are getting closer. So I think the closer you get to September, that's when you, you start to see the finish line a little bit. 
When Christian Yelich does something like he did last night and hit a ball 450 feet, almost literally out of the stadium, is that more frustrating for him? Because it's like, yeah, see, that's still in there, and, and, you know, it, it, or is it more of a relief because he hadn't hit a home run since the beginning of July? Yeah, it had been since July 2nd, and even the hit list streak for him had been the longest of his career, uh, 0 for 26. Never been through a stretch like that. I think his previous stretch was 0 for 23. Um, so, yeah, I mean, of course, of course that's frustrating for Christian. Uh, I, think, I think the reaction you saw from him in the dugout, though, was more than anything relief, you know. Um, I think his teammates felt that as well from him. Um, to me, as a hitter, I... I I talked to these guys about that. Like that's gotta be the absolute best feeling is when you know that you didn't miss it, right? Like you didn't miss it. And you just absolutely launched on that pitch and in a, in a big spot too, right. In a big spot at that point, it broke the tie. Um, and I think just what that does for him mentally um, is huge more than anything. Um, he has done a good job of like getting on base with walks and whatnot. This, this series I think to finally connect, connect on a homer like that, um, and a no doubter, I think it's it's got to be just the best feeling for for any hitter, um, let alone someone going through a tough stretch like that.